You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. With me today is my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. Going to talk about one of our favorite subjects. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about this because, you know, sometimes people take some uh, advice from personal development books wrong. And we had that kind of happen this morning on our devotional. And that just kind of prompted us to want to share this with the audience. So before we get started, any uh, any comment to that? No, I mean, I, I want to give credit to uh, Anthony Thompson, the, the author of the devotional that we're doing right now. Look him up on, on social media. He's putting out some great content. But, you know, we're not all supposed to move in the same direction all the time, right? We had a little friction today with someone in our group, and it, it challenges our thoughts, right? And what we're doing is what we should be doing with everything is, hey, is this still right? Is this still relevant? And you know, I think you and I came to the conclusion pretty quickly. This is right. We're not talking about necessarily self-actualization, which I think is probably the the component that would rub someone wrong from a spiritual sense. But there's so much good that can be gleaned from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, uh, which is ultimately what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, it's funny, Jim, you know, that book was written in 1937. Yeah. You know, and like so many messages we talk about. A lot of the stuff that's written now, it's just stuff repurposed, repackaged, got a different author, a different name, a different parable, a little story. Everything's a little different, but it's all rooted from books like this. And you'll find so much of it's rooted from the Bible. Absolutely. And, you know, we probably could go through each one of these 10 points that the book really covers, and we could relate it back to different Bible verses, but we're just going to talk about kind of you know, these 10 points and what each one of those points kind of means and how it's important to know these 10 points, because it's, uh, again, it's not this manifestation thing. It's about having a good mindset. And, uh, just like it says in the strangest secret, if you plant negative thoughts in your head, then guess what's going to grow negative thoughts. If you plant something positive, it's going to grow too. So let's start right there because that's number one, the power of thought. And in the book, Think and Grow Rich, it emphasizes the power of thought and how it can help individuals achieve success. Isn't that the same thing as the strangest secret thing? You could listen to Earl for 24 minutes and glean a whole lot of that, right? But think about it. It's so much of what we think about is what we consume, right? It's garbage in, garbage out. And so we have to guard ourselves against so much noise because before you know it, you're scrolling on social media and that mind, like Earl Nightingale said, is like a farmer's field. And you're planting these seeds of negative thought, discontent, gap thinking, all of that. And it's pervasive and we have to guard our minds. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, like I said, it doesn't mean I just think positive. I think positive. I just think positive. And then everything positive happens. It's your thoughts. It's the thoughts. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Am I, all of those thoughts affect your actions. Because again, in the Bible, it does say, guard your heart because your heart becomes your thoughts. Your thoughts become your actions. So if you have negative thoughts 
And they, they say this about like people that end up, you know, God forbid with, you know, shooting somebody or committing a crime. It's like, you can see on their social media on everything else. They were thinking about this for a while. Right. And to me, that means guard your thoughts because your thoughts become your actions. And if they're negative, they will become negative. All right. So if I got my thoughts all taken care of, then what do I think about? Well, one thing to think about is, you know, the book talks about the second point is having a clear goal and it has to be clear and specific. And I would say measurable, right? I mean, how do we know what a success look like? But it's like vision, then goal, then the plan, right? Yeah. We got to know where we're going. Got to know where we're going. And Dan Sullivan has something called VODA, vision, opposition, transformation, action. And it's a cycle, right? And you have to, the difference, the key difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is you have to enjoy the process, <laughs> right? Now, you, you have to make it a habit because you don't enjoy things that you don't do very often. So you know what's funny is, you know, we're going camping as a family and we're surprising the four kids about where we're going. Yeah. And they're not excited about the surprise. They want to know where we're going. So it, it hit me about an hour ago. I was like, Hey mayor, when you get home, we need to tell the kids where we're going because they're yeah. coming unglued about it. And so it, it, it's, it's right here. And, and, uh, everybody, uh, is susceptible to it. Now here's the, the, the third point is something that I had a great discussion a few weeks ago with Michael Lennington, the author of the 12 week year about this is persistence. Cause really there's nothing more important than persistence. Cause if you quit, then, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, what it doesn't matter what you plan. It doesn't matter. And you know, the world is full of people that had great plans and they quit, right? <laughs> persistence is the most important thing you can do when you start to, cause you're gonna, you're gonna have setbacks. You're gonna have things not go your way. You're gonna have like Sullivan says opposition, right? You know, talk about that, Nick, maybe a little bit about persistence. Yeah. I look for this trait in the mirror. I look for this trait in the people that join our team that are employed in our businesses. I want grit, right? Yeah. Because it is biblical to seek resistance. Okay. Yeah. But if yeah. you seek resistance and then you get some and then you stop, that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, I watch, I watch one of my kids. They're just tenacious as all get out on the mats, right? right. Like they're not walking away. And I'm like, mm, I really like that. Like I, I, I want to water that. Right. And so it, it's kind of like what buoys that a little bit, or maybe I'm, I'm messing the, these words up a little bit, but it's consistency. Just stay consistent with your actions, your thoughts, the, the whole shooting match. And that will allow you to be persistent and overcome the resistance. It, it'll, it'll teach you to have grit in your life because you are going to have setbacks it's what are you going to do? And that doesn't mean that you're on the right track, but that's where like, Hey, you stop and evaluate. You can stop. You can take a moment, pause, say, Hey, wait a second. Am I on the, are, are we doing the right thing? I mean, it's okay to question it, but don't let it uh, just completely pack up and quit what you're doing without, Hey, is this the, are we going to the right place? 
And Nick, that's a great point because that goes back to number one. If you start to think that maybe you're on the wrong track or the goal is worthy or you lose your desire, which is the fourth point. Okay? But, but what you said is really important because these things all go together. It's not like you go number one, number two, number three. <laughs> like it's, it's all over the place, right? I mean, it's number one today, number two today, number four today, number seven today and back. And you have to be able to roll with it. You have to be able to understand what's happening. And Nelson always would say, if you know what's happening, you'll know what to do. Well, if you know these 10 things that we're going to, that we're covering and you realize what's happening, whether it's negative thoughts or self-sabotage or whatever, then you know how to overcome it. But the fourth thing is desire, right? You have to have a strong desire to accomplish your goals. And, you know, uh, Simon Sinek wrote a great book called the start with why and why do you want this? Is it, is it to avoid pain? Is it to seek pleasure? What's our motivator as Tony Robbins with pain or pleasure are the two things that motivate us. Yeah. Pain always wins it up, right? Pain's the stronger motivator. And did you create a vision of pain? Yes or no? Well, that's the next point. Number five is the role of imagination, right? And again, by the way, this all goes back to the, the Bible too. It says without vision, you know, what does it say? Without vision, man is, is man will perish. I mean, it depends on, but I'm, I know I'm butchering that, but you have to have a vision, right? You have to have imagination. You can't have a vision of something you don't have if you can't imagine it. Yeah, page four, top of page 14 and becoming your own banker. Albert Einstein quote, imagination is more important than knowledge. Yeah, Einstein, he was pretty bright. Okay, so number six, the importance of developing a positive mindset. Now, people get this so screwed up. It's just not positive thoughts. I'm going to think positive thoughts. I'm going to think positive thoughts. I'm going to think positive thoughts. No, it's a positive mindset. And here's one of the things that I mean by that is in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl talks about tragic optimism, right? He's studying people in a concentration camp. Why do these people make it? Those people don't. These people give up. These people don't, right? You have to be able to find optimism in the most tragic situation. I'm not saying I could do it in a concentration camp. I would hope I could. But there's things that come up every single day, Nick, that can knock us off our feet. And we have to come back to our feet and find the positive. You know, like, well, I don't care if it's, if it's, hey, that's a great sunset today. Because what do we, our, what are the one, you know, we've been preaching for a long time to do what at the end of the day? To write our wins. Write our wins. Things we're grateful for. That's, that's an example of tragic optimism in a, in a way, because it's like, I don't care how bad your day was. You can find three things you're grateful for, right? You should be yeah. able to find five every single day, no matter what, when you go to bed, right? When you start writing them, it is funny how you blow right past three. You can write yeah. down 30. Well, I was you thinking know, then your wife, you would write down every day. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we have a multiplier here. Right. That's right. All right. So the positive mindset, again, not just on you know, thinking positive and therefore positive things will happen and I'm manifesting this and that. No, hey, but, but let me, before we move on. Yeah. 
it becomes a habit. Yeah. Right? It takes it, that, that, uh, the development of the positive mindset. It's not something that happens overnight. You, you can, you can have a positive mindset today. And if it's not a habit, then tomorrow something different happens. And, right. and, and in full transparency, you and I are humans, right? Do we have we ever got into a little struggle and maybe it spills over from one day to the next and and sometimes it goes on for a few days or a, a couple of weeks but here's when you develop the habit you recognize it yeah and you go you phone a friend you dig back into the habits oh shoot I, I wasn't writing down my wins I wasn't in my bullet journal uh writing out my gratitude like I realized that it's all rooted in some habit. And when you get into these habits, these practices, the things that work for you, well, then you will stay in a positive mindset almost by default. Absolutely. Nick, those are great points because the thing is, is that what are the techniques that you do to get you back to the positive mindset? And so when, you know, this is not off the subject because it's the same kind of thing, but um, like in trauma or PTSD, when you have a trigger, something triggers your trauma, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, your past, whatever it is, right? Something triggers, you have four responses. Everybody knows the first thing, fight or flight. The other one is fawn or freeze, right? There's hmm. four, four Fs. There are 13 things. If you read Peter Walker's book on complex PTSD or trauma, now, I can't think of the name of the book, but we'll put it in the show notes. But Peter <laughs> Walker is the author. It's the best thing I've ever seen on trauma. There's 13 ways to overcome those four things. Now, why 13? You don't need all 13, right? But there's out of those 13, there's four or two or whatever that work for right. you, right? So that's where I think that this mindset thing is so important is what works for me might not work for you. And what works for me today, I might need a different technique tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Find the thing, find wow. the tools. Yeah. There's 13 tools. You might only need four of them. That's right. Well, you know, you go out to your garage and if you grab a screwdriver, you come in and you go, oh, the screwdriver's too big or too small. Guess what you do? Go get another one. Yeah. Right. Now, the only thing that you're screwed on is if you only have one screwdriver. <laughs> All right. So it's snowing, or it's snowing, and there's a walk to the garage, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so here's the the next one: the value of taking action. Taking action. I'll tell you what. This is all of these ten points. You know, we could do a whole episode on each ten points, but action cures fear. Action mm. cures inaction, because you can't have inaction. You can't be complacent. You can't be frozen. You can't be stagnant if you take action, because as soon as you take action, all of those things don't apply. Yeah. So you just think uh, we've, we've heard this before that uh, ideas are totally wasted if you don't take action on them. Absolutely. And because you have an idea, doesn't mean you have to take action on it. You know, uh, I cannot think for the life of me, the, the speaker at this conference five or six years ago, but he, he went through, he was talking about the mind and about processing ideas. And he said, the mind is for creating ideas, not storing them. So then write it down. And then his next step was decide, is that something I'm going to take care of in the short term or the long term? 
And if you put it in that long-term bucket, then don't think about it anymore. So you, he said, hey, if this is something we're going to take care of now, have no more than three of those things happening. And then make sure that you're delegating appropriately for your skill set and the skill sets of the people on your team. So it allows you to take action in a very swift way because our kind of bias is to, to have the superhero syndrome is, yeah. oh, I came up with this great business idea. Oh, and I'm going to execute the whole shooting match on my own. Yeah. Well, that flies right in the face of of the concept of knowing your unique ability and, and doing that to a really high degree. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just, just process that a little bit, chew on that. If it's something that you're struggling with, reach out to us. We're happy to, to talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number eight, the power of faith. Now having faith in yourself and a greater power than you. Okay. And God, I mean, or in the universe, if that's where your faith goes, I'm sorry, that's, uh, that sounds bad. But, uh, you know, you have to have faith. And I think even they talk about having faith in something bigger than you, right? Because in it's having faith in yourself. But the reason you have faith in yourself is that you know that there's something bigger helping you that you can lean on that you can. And so if you believe in God and you pray, they, it gives me confidence. If I know if I'm doing the right thing, I'm trying to serve others. I'm trying to educate people about financial freedom and financial independence and improving their lives and abundance and everything else that we talk about, then why would I fear that I wouldn't be successful? Right? So I, that creates faith in myself by having faith in God wanting me to share our message with people. Yeah. I mean, you said it for as long as I've known you, confidence is a skill set, right? Absolutely. When I used to fly airplanes, it's super intimidating to land that big airplane the first time. Yeah. But, but you, you do it a few times and you go, Oh, didn't feel like we got shot down. And then you go, all right, this is pretty simple. And then next thing you know, you're landing 747 on a typhoon and you go, yeah, that wasn't that big a deal. And what if that was your first time and you didn't have confidence? What are your chances of successfully landing that plane? Super low. So Super low. you got to get reps, right? Like back to the persistent piece, how this all connects, right? Like if you don't do it well the first time, practice, build your confidence in it, right? Stay, be persistent, have some grit to it. You ever see in a, in a movie, and they, you know, they're with somebody, somebody's trying to protect them and they say, hey, grab that gun and shoot somebody. <laughs> and they grab the gun and the gun goes off and they drop it or they don't hit anybody, <laughs> right? Because they've never fired a gun before. Right. But now you take a trained person like a Navy SEAL or a police officer or something like that, and I feel sorry for the person that they're shooting at because that person's going down, right? <laughs> the person that's never done it before. So build confidence by practice, preparation, execution over and over again. All right. So you're doing all of that. And if you surround yourself with bad people and influences, we tell our children this all the time, with teenagers especially, it's really important that you surround yourself with not only positive people, but like-minded people. So show me the five people you spend the most time with and I'll show you your future. Absolutely. You know, the old thing was eagles don't hang out with turkeys uh, and, and nor are they 
vultures. And if you think about it, eagles, they go take down their own meals and vultures, they take from other animals' kills or whatever it is, right? Or a car animal. And so the thing, the difference in that is if you hang around with vultures, then you're never going to understand what it means to, and, and I, I'm trying to dance around this. If you want to be in a socialist, socialists are kind of like vultures, right? And capitalists are more like eagles. All right, we're, we won't go into any more politics than that, okay? <laughs> but just, just remember, you know, I was talking to my early teenage son about this, is, you know, lions don't care what sheep are saying. Be a lion. All right, number 10, the role of personal initiative, right? So taking initiative in order to achieve success. Now, what does that mean to you, Nick? Getting off your duff and taking some action. You know, to me, taking initiative means you got to initiate the plan, right? You got to initiate all of these other things. But then as you initiate it, you got to own it, right? Yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, if I say, hey, you know what? I've got this great plan Nick, on how I'm going to run a marathon, right? And I go, oh, but you know what? You know what happened is I bought these shoes and they kind of gave me a blister. So I'm not going to run for like four or five days. And, and you know, so I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to run that marathon by the time that, you know, like that's not taking initiative. Initiative would be go get some blister repair stuff, go get some duct tape, go get something, tape up that blister and suck it up. You know, like take ownership of the situation, take initiative and just get it done. Yeah, it dovetails nicely with Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. Having that it, mindset that you own this thing. And you know what? I love that book, as you know, and I love it for a few different reasons. But the pattern of that book, here's the concept. Here's the concept in training. Here's the concept in reality, in practice. And here's how you can take this concept, the concept, training, the in practice, and all the results that come around it and put it into business life or your personal life. And I love yeah. how he does that with these, with these key points in extreme ownership. So I guess that'll be our book for today. And it's an oldie, not an oldie, but, goodie, but it's one we talk about all the time, but we can talk about it in extreme ownership. But the book we're talking about is what? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I know it's on, so Jim and I, you know, we have, we have kiddos. And so we have a list of books that our kids can, can read. They can be compensated for it after they read and write a paper about it. And, uh, think and grow rich is, uh, one of the 17 or 18 on the list. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's vital. Um, it's one of those that, you know, I tend to steer away from the latest and greatest book. Um, I have found after really diving into these books for the last 10 years that, there's about 10 that I just need to reread every year. This is yeah. one of them. Well, that's a good point. I mean, we reread re the Bible every day, right? And, that's right? and there are every day a Bible verse can affect you in a different way. And it can apply to your life in a different way. And yeah. I'm with you uh, 100%. Is reread these books. If you reread, like you said, 10 books a year, right? Out of your one hour a day of reading because there's so many books that you can read in just a couple of hours. I mean, Absolutely. some books in an hour that have great 
great. And then there's all these little spinoff books, right? So if you think about like you're guarding your thinking, here's, and, and I don't know why this popped into my head, but there's a book by Charlie Tremendous Jones called oh, Life yeah. is Tremendous, right? Right. And there's a little bit of Victor Frankl in there, a little bit of Napoleon Hill, a little bit, and it might just strike you one day. And that's a book you can read. You know, I'm not the fastest reader in the world. And I, I mean, you cannot take an hour to read that book. Yeah, I have to, when I did 75 hard a year ago, a year and a half ago, I really loved the concept of just break a book down to 10 pages a day. Yeah. And then where I live, I got a lot of windshield time. So then there's always some other book going on audible in the car. And, um, you know, you can really just, just get little snippets of it. There's, you know, in prep for this, I pulled up some PDF summary notes of the book. Um, there's just so many great things out there. There's really no excuse why you can't uh, get the content for any of these great books. But thanks for uh, initiating this. I, uh, again, a shout out to Anthony Thompson for kind of stimulating the conversation. It's a good one. If you've got feedback for us, you've got any resistance to any of what we talked about today, we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Let's discuss it. And uh, as we said, we're willing to be wrong. You know, reach out to us community.createtailwind.com is our is our online community. There's tons of great free resources on there. Um, or you can just go to createtailwind.com and you can click on the contact button there. And uh, one of us will reach out to you. Awesome. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Audience, thank you for listening. Hopefully that helped in some way. And we're going to wrap this up like we always do with The Strangest Secret by Earl Knight. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success. And the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.